Right now, we must stop down for... Which is brought to you by... All Pro Foundation Repair. And here's the star of our show. Here's the star of every show, Gordon Keith. Yeah. Oh! Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Rant Revival, Gordon. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I didn't think I'd be invited this week. Well, let me tease this, uh, GK, if I may. Uh... Coming up next, I don't know the last time you heard this, but it is the first time that Norm was on the air at the ticket. And it was on your program and on mm. your segment, a segment known as Gordy's Corner. Oh, is it Little Red Riding Hood? No, it's the first time, though, that Norm was ever on the ticket airwaves. And right. we need to review it because, of course, right out of the chute, it's tense. Of course yeah, and I thought that this would be the perfect rant revival for me to miss because of this, but I need to face the past head on. You do. Courage. For sure. I need to reconcile. You, you might have won. Yeah, you might have been in the yeah. right. We don't know. Normally well, you know issue an apology tonight. Is uh, uh, that very day when we had that conflict, I said uh, I, I was... I think probably about an hour and a half, I think it was around 90, 95 minutes away from turning in my two weeks notice. And then we had that conflict and I said, you know what? I'm going to outlast this man at this station. <laughs> and, and I consider uh, well, this coming well, Monday on. is going to be victory. Still got one more day. One more day. Yeah. All right. Before mm. we get to that, we do have some e-news to get to. Uh, this is going to hit very close to home for one Corby Snake Davidson. I'm here, Dave. As there was near tragedy at Red Rocks last night. Dude. Bingo. This video (laughs) or the videos that surface from this are unbelievable. Okay, so last night, Lewis Tomlinson, who was, I guess, one of the uh, lesser known, at least to me, members of One Direction. LT. He was doing a solo show at Red Rocks. Louis Dave of, of Denver. What? It's Louis, not Lewis or Lewis. Oh, sorry. Louis. You don't know anything about One Direction. No. One D. I mean, I've used the poster a few times, but I don't yeah. remember their names. <laughs> I hear you. And so, venue officials told fans to take cover around 8 p.m. And they also said from the, because I saw the tweets that were going out from Red Rocks Amphitheater. Get to your vehicles. Like this was, and there are no ins and outs, but they were obviously more worried about safety than like, well, if you leave, you can't come back in. They wanted people out of there ASAP. Yeah. So this storm blew in really fast. They, they had a, an alert to take cover at eight. There was an all clear a short time later, then a second delay announced at 915, and then they officially postponed the show at 1025. And what had happened was several inches of hail fell into the seating area and of course if you know if you've seen pictures of red rocks or if you've ever been there it's carved out of the side of a mountain and it's a big outdoor amphitheater totally exposed to the elements no cover whatsoever yeah and And you will get rain every now and then i've got rained on there several times but nothing like this man yeah so several inches of hail most of it golf ball size some as large as tennis ball size hail (laughs) dude and And you're just out in the middle of 
nowhere. Yeah, and so people were trying to find any shelter they could. A lot of people crammed into bathrooms, and there's video of people standing in stalls with rain and hail rushing around their feet Yeah, because it's just flooding. And uh, here's the most disturbing video that was taken uh, from a girl trying to find her friends. Sounds like an elephant. I mean, you can hear the impact, and so and seven people had to be taken to local hospitals for injuries, and 80 to 90 more were treated at the scene. The injuries included cuts, bumps, bruises, welts, and broken bones. And abortion. And an, yeah, and an yes. abortion, yeah. The hail was so big, it was an abortion. So, Gordon, so they... Um, uh, like the ambulances start coming up the mountain, and there's, you know, you're, again, it takes time to get up the side of the mountain. It's not like you can just zip in there and zip out of there. So they've got, you know, I think as many ambulances as the, the greater Denver area can get, they started tearing up uh, up the side of, uh, of of Morrison to get to, to Red Rocks. And in the meantime, after all this went down and the show was canceled, everybody goes back out to their car. If they weren't there already... Every car is totaled. Windshields just blown Gone. out. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Yes. And what a, what a nightmare. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, you think that all these kids that went to the Louis Tomlinson show, like they have all kinds of money to meet the deductible on their hail damage for their vehicle? Like, what's the average age of someone that's going to a One Direction type show? Twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the one who yep. used to do the operator character. Is that right? That's Lily Tomlin. <laughs> it's close. It's close. You just made a Lily Tomlin joke. <laughs> yes, because a lot of Norm's listeners may be tuned into the ticket this week. Oh, it's true. Right. Yeah, because it is uh, Norm week on the ticket. Lily Tomlin. All right, we need to talk about Ocean Gate Titan Sub Stepson. Well, yeah, what do y'all call him on the morning show, Gordon? Sub- submersible submersible stepson? Submersible stepson, yes. <laughs> yes. So, Brian Saz, his uh, stepdad is officially dead, as he was one of the five who were violently imploded at the bottom of the ocean. Do you think, Gordon, wait, that their uh, bodies... Wait, what's happened this morning? Because last I heard, I mean, the only official word I heard was when DJ Ringenberg called it. Well, no, they, yeah, he was the, right. The Coast Guard had a uh, presser about an hour ago, and they announced that they have found the debris field, including identifiable parts of the cone of the submersible. About 500 yards away from the Titanic, and they are calling it a, quote, catastrophic implosion. And so our question last segment was, if they're, you know, you're three miles beneath the sea, that type of pressure, does your body almost liquefy or turn into a paste immediately? Well, I, I don't know. I just thought you'd get, like, really small. Like, it's an implosion, right? So you turn into, like, a globule. Right. It's like, like honey, I shrunk the kids. I'm a right. midget. Yeah, Jerry. So it, when something implodes like that, does it then explode because it implodes so hard, or does it just get crunch down to a smaller size. I think it literally, it just, it disappears. Whatever was there is gone. It goes into an alternate dimension. Yeah. So when did they think that this 
catastrophe happened. Like, well, they're right they're after. saying they're saying that the pings and texts stopped about 105 minutes after they deployed, so they may not have even completed their descent. And I don't know, Corby, when you saw the the Navy had some yeah. sonar, yeah, so sound signature of the implosion. Yeah, a uh, the Washington or the Wall Street Journal says. A secret U.S. Navy acoustic detection system designed to spot enemy submarines first heard the Titan sub implosion hours after the submersible began its mission. Yeah, so all the so they heard all it. the concern about oxygen level was misplaced because they were already dead. At they that were point. they were goo. Well, Titanic you know what? Goo. Yeah, they were goo in another dimension. Don't you think that's better? Yes. Than yes. This long drawn out. Yes. Than days. For air. Of, yeah. And and you can't tell me that if they had survived and just li- were in a disabled submersible at the bottom of the sea with the CEO of the guy who made it, you know, of the company that made it, there would have been fisticuffs on that submersible. Like they would have pummeled that guy to death inside there with the last remaining oxygen. Right. And we he's we the did, one who cut every corner to make that thing. And we did learn that the 19-year-old from Pakistan that was there with his dad that he was scared out of his mind to go on this trip, but did it as a favor for Father's Day to his dad. Off. Oh. Was that, looking back at it now, was that a good present? Is that okay. the best Father's Day present ever? Stupid question. You guys are just having a good time, and you sit back and giggle. You know what? Huh? Norm was right in this upcoming audio. <laughs> well, Brian, Brian says he did not give his stepfather a happy father's day by going on the submersible instead he went to the blink 182 show mm-hmm. and i know you guys we kind of covered this a bit yesterday and i know you guys covered it this morning but i just wanted to recap his interaction with cardi b and the only fans <laughs> model this this world is so, so cardi b <laughs> slammed him on her instagram saying people is like um what is he supposed to do be sad at the house is he supposed to go look for him, for him himself? Yes. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates. You're supposed to be consoling your mom and S. Isn't it sad that you a whole effing billionaire and nobody gives an F about you? Like you missing an MFers ready to shake D's at concerts. Hot sports opinions. I, I think, think that, I don't know that Cardi B said that. I think that was her publicist. <laughs> that was that was her official <laughs> statement from her publicist. Do you think Cardi B that that she majored in English lit? Yeah. <laughs> and then so Saz wrote back. Oh, good. He uh, he quote tweeted a story uh, with these quotes from Cardi B. What a pos trashy celeb. Cardi B trying to get clout off me and my family suffering. I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. Shame on you, Cardi. Get some class. Okay, so... And then minutes later, an OnlyFans model had shared a photo of herself alongside the question, Can I sit on you? And he, quote, tweeted that and said, Yes, please. Heart emoji, heart emoji, heart emoji. The booty. So, can't you be upset... And grieving and horny. Some people get horny. horny at funerals and horny, like yes. right at the same yes. time. Because like it's life affirming. Have you guys ever been to a funeral and you look like two rows up in the church and you're like, "Oh, she's hot." 
Yes. Good stuff, Corby. I just want to go yes. back to the claim. Because I have. <laughs> that the stepson. Not at my dad's. Of a guy. Mom's? Who we only learned existed <laughs> this week. Believes that Cardi, Cardi B, B is getting clout off of him. Is coming to him in efforts to get clout. Yeah. Well, and as a result of his uh, responding to the OnlyFans invitation to sitting on him, he is now. What does that even mean? He is now. Sit de- on me. He's well. deleted his Twitter. Oh. He has deleted his Twitter. So now he can't. Like he can't. He can't have a uh, heartfelt tribute to his stepdad. So, Gordon, did you guys? What is this guy worth? Is, is it? You see, billionaire. Is this like twenty billion, a hundred billion? Is this Elon Musk type money that this guy sets to inherit? For I don't he know. Can, I I never knew that stat. How wealthy this guy was. I mean, if he's billion, he's billion, right? Yeah. But who knows if the stepson is going to get any of that? I mean, he's right. He's not a real son. Yeah, I mean, he can do a porn with the guy, but he can't really inherit the money automatically. That's your only frame of reference for stepchildren is making porns with them. Yeah. Sure's hot in here, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Hurry up, your mom's going to be home soon. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Gordon. Stick around because the rant oh, revival starts next. Where we revisit the very first time Norm Hitzkus was on the ticket airwaves. It was on a Gordo's Corner in 2000. Was there tension? You decide. Kill me. If he, and there's all, obviously, there was always the friction, you know? But he was the one that was coming into the enemy's den, so he doesn't want to have his sword drawn. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I have. I have to say though, and I've probably heard this that audio maybe once or twice since it happened, um, and I had forgotten what was said and how it went. But that uh, I have to tell you, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. That is that's actually pretty well handled it, it on everybody's side. Sounded, I mean, nobody sounded bad there. I don't think. No, I don't either. It was just. Look, it was really, really tense at the radio station, and we all, you know, we've only talked about it this week, the Norm side of it, how he didn't want to come over there. It was mm-hmm. really tense on our side, too, welcoming him in. Like, it was weird. He was enemy yeah, number we were, one. Right. We were told, this is, this is your target. This is who you need to vanquish. Right. And, and then only would have been worse we were told, hey, Galloway you guys were. Over. Yeah. Right. We were told, hey, you know, you guys were successful. You know, Norm's no longer going to be doing morning drive. And the second part of it is now you're going to be handing off to him. We were like, whoa, this is a, it was just such a shock. Yeah. I mean, it made sense and we totally understood it, but it felt like we could not be authentic and just pretend like none of that stuff was ever said on the air and just sweep it under the rug. We had to address it and we did. And I, I do remember my, when I was confronted, when we confronted this on the air, and I said, yes, yeah, so you don't think I'm trash or what I do is garbage, whatever. And he said, well, I, I just don't think it's, um, what did he say? How did he word it? I just, I just don't it, think it's, it's nice to make fun of John F. Kennedy, the dead body of John F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, he said it was tasteless. And I, tasteless. And I remember in that moment when he said that, my, my emotional reaction was to be defensive. 
but I remember my intellectual reaction was, you know what? There really is no defense. I mean, what, what am I going <laughs> to? I mean, when you right. really strip it back, yeah. And I, I mean, I, he's right. So I'm not going to really defend myself on this because there there really isn't any defense other than, you know, that's what we did. We knew we knew it was wrong when we were joking like that. But that's part of this subversive. Yeah, you're old and nature lame. isn't a defense. No. Now remember the joke that set him off, Dave. Uh, no, I don't remember. It was yes, not me who made the joke. It was Dave that made the joke that set Norman. Go ahead and repeat the line. No, well, I think it all stemmed from a conversation as <laughs> Gordon was maybe theorizing uh-huh. that he could have survived the crash if he had jumped out right before impact. Right. But then we started to talk about the physics and that if you jumped out of a plane that was going... 500 miles per hour you're still going 500 miles per hour and gordon had the mental imagery that his shins would fire up through his kneecaps yeah and then i suggested that Uh he would be shrunk down to the size he was when he was saluting his daddy's casket yeah Mm. and that sent norm to the principal's office (laughs) that nearly got us all fired Except for Bob. I would have liked if you guys would have pressed him a little bit on the location of the incident, though. I mean, because... Yeah, like, come on, Norm. Norm would have <laughs> seen the comedy in that, Gordon. Surely he would appreciate, uh, at that time in culture, that would have been something that was funny. I mean, he could have died anywhere in the world, Norm. Why there? <laughs> <laughs> Why did God allow it to happen there? So Saturday morning, wanted to help 28-year-olds could laugh their ass off. <laughs> That's basically... But Davey, uh, it was Davy's line yeah. that set Norm off. I want the record to show that. Right. And, and really... I, I, want drove, that on my, I want that on my tombstone. It was Davy's line, not and, mine. And really... That he said? That's it. That's what drove Norm into retirement. In the end... In the no, end, I'm he sorry. couldn't well, take it, 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 I apologize. It set things in motion. Yeah, his yeah. retirement. A 23-year motion. <laughs> what a lag time. All right, Gordon, thank no. you very much. Yes, Domino hey, can I make a, a yeah, brief yeah, yeah. announcement? Fire Normally away. I do I do uh, Twitch streams at 735 on Thursday nights. I will not be doing one tonight, and so I just didn't – I wanted to make sure I in deference announced to the draft that. In Norm. deference to the draft, yes. I've been in told that I cannot compete against right. the – yes – the, the submarine that is participating in the VA But you will be on the air at 5.30 tomorrow morning, correct? Tomorrow morning, I will be. All right. All right, buddy. We love you. Okay. Love Take you, care. Love you there guys. he goes. Bye. Gordon Keith, the ramp. Yeah, this is, I think he's probably about to say it on now, this audio. Now, so what, ha- what followed was, Gordon, that he went to management, correct? Because by that time, were we working for the same company? Yeah. 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 Yes, Dan Bennett is. was everyone's boss by that time. And we were like mortal enemies with KLIF. They were our biggest competitor, and so they were the big dog, and so we were always taking shots at them. And it was kind of a generational change thing, too, because they kind of did the old school radio, and, and the ticket was this new school that was kind of making its own path. And so there was this tension between conservative and then the hijinks that the ticket brought. And so Norm happened to tune in to the ticket and on Saturday morning and heard this show called The Rant. 
and and here's it happened to be the day that the JFK Jr. story was breaking, and he heard it, and then that Monday he went and just railed on the ticket, and we were owned by the same company, but I do not wish to be owned by the same company. I call on my boss to fire those who said what they said about JFK Jr. Did he call for your firing? He called for me to be fired, and if and if my boss would not fire me, he called on my boss to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was mere months before yeah. this transition took place where Norm joined the ticket. And so, obviously, we were all kind of button heads with him. And as Norm said, he didn't want to make the move. He was forced to. Right, right. He had a contract, and they were phasing out sports on Cliff. And then we were all told, let's make nice, let's welcome him in. And so to welcome him in, I don't know whose idea this was, but the first appearance ever on the ticket was on the morning show during Gordo's Corner at 9.15. So in walks this mortal enemy. I don't even know how many times you had met the guy, uh, Gordon, before this. In person. Yeah, for real. I I might not have. Yeah. This is how weird all this this. was. And we talked about this yesterday, too. How weird was it that six months later we all had to buy tuxes, rent tuxes, and go to the Norm 25-year roast and basically (laughs) host it? Right. So, But we made nice pretty quickly. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really, really awkward at first. So this audio is scratchy. It sounds like it came from the Hindenburg. Matter of fact, the Hindenburg audio... Or the Titan Submersible. Or the Titan Submersible is cleaner than this, but you get the idea. You'll adjust to it pretty quickly. Here is the first time Norm was ever on the ticket during Gordo's Corner in the year 2000. This is, uh, hopefully this is the beginning of a long tenure that you have here at the ticket, and you contribute to the ticket's success, and we uh, do the same to your success, contribute to yours. But now, there's no secret that there's been some shots fired back and forth between the shows. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems to really escalate in the past year was when it really got mm-hmm. bad. We didn't hear too much from you before that, and we've always done the fake norm. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the fake norm? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'm kind of wondering what you guys are going to do for a show now. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> we're not sure. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We're out of material. So we, we look forward to this just because we are out of material, and now we can do more fake norm uh, interacting with the hard line. we got more pit ideas. Now, okay, now we need to get to some of the more difficult subject matters. All right. In fact, that article is a good place to start, if I may. Uh, in, yes, Craig Miller. In the, the article, you said there were things about the ticket you didn't like. Mm-hmm. So now that we have you here, we mm-hmm. need to ask you, what don't you like about the ticket? I'd like to work only one hour a day. <laughs> now, at this point, norm does not want to get into the adversarial aspect of this. Craig's trying right. to just say, what don't you like? Norm's starting to make jokes about it. He wants no part of it. And Craig kind of gets, he lures him back in, but you guys were not happy that he was just like, oh, it's no big deal. Let's just move on here, move on. Nothing to see here. So now that we have you here, we need to ask you, what don't you like about the ticket? I'd like to work only one hour a day. Same pay one hour a day. All right. All right. We do shows differently. Oh, we're not telling anybody that. Uh, I'm I'm a little older than <clears throat> most of the people in the room. Right. Is Reiner older than you? <laughs> no. Uh, Reiner's How old not older than me. I'm 55. Reiner's 54. <laughs> By the way, Gordon, Norm was mm-hmm. 55 then, 
in three months, I'll be 54. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Do you know how You're effed so up old. that is? I know. Do you know how old that number used to sound? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Understand what I do for the ticket. You now take me and Gen X Davy and average us. We're two forty year old white guys. Did you think that he had any idea that no. you were even a human no. being? No. That shocks me. I know. How funny is that? Davy and average us. We're two forty year old white guys. That's mm-hmm. true. That's, that's, but uh, you guys have been really successful doing things a certain way and putting together a really terrific station. I've had some success doing some things another way. Um, it's no secret we've disagreed on some things at times. I think this could be a really good marriage. Because I think it would be a great variety for us. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk sports. I, I, I love to talk sports. That's that's my gig. And you guys put together a terrific show. Goodness knows I've been competing with you for years. And we've each been figuring out, well, how do we do this? How do we gain an edge? You know? I think it's terrific. So the thing you don't like about us would be... Craig again. So well, let's get Is that a little this. surprising? Is that surprising that I mean it's not me that keeps prodding him on it that it's Craig. I, that I, kinda, yeah, I didn't remember that. Well look it was they weren't real happy with it either. You know, like George and Craig weren't. It wasn't just you, because Norm right. was taking basically shots at all of us. You know? He was just he didn't like any of us. I know. So the thing you don't like about us would be well, you gotta start dressing better. More jokes. Okay. We see you early in the morning too. You know what your morning garb used to be? And a sweater for sure. Yeah. All right. Now you went on a a, a rant yeah. uh, about <clears throat> when was this? A couple months ago? A few months ago? In which you called me garbage and said what I did was you said what I did was garbage and you called me trash or yeah. any substitute. I, I, I would which not have mocked the dead body of John Kennedy. I don't mock the dead body of John Kennedy um, by saying things about him on the air that I, I found tasteless. I'm su- first of all, I'm surprised you listened to the rant. You shouldn't be listening to that, Norm. No, <laughs> no one should listen to that. It's kind of like our dad listened to it. Really yeah. Listened to you don't want to bring your dad to your parties <laughs> that you go to. You'd be amazed at how much I listen to you. I mean, I'm that serious. You'd be amazed at how much I listen to you. <laughs> Joining us on the phone now is John F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> No, so you weren't comfortable with that. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I just found it odd that you dedicated part of your morning drive radio program to a Saturday show. It was good publicity for me. Unfortunately, it didn't help me in the numbers. Elevating for you. Yeah, it was elevating for me. So do you think I'm trash? I'm just trying to clear the air and give you a chance to... I think you were off base that day. All right. And I'll bet you there have been days you've listened to me and said, he can't be serious taking that opinion. Yeah, one time you were ragging on the Jets and... Hard, hard to do that. Right. Hard when you drive the Jets. Yeah, I heard. saw the Jets this year, and it was boy for the first half of the season. It was he almost had nothing to rag on on the Jets. <laughs> All right, so you don't think I'm garbage? You don't have a per- you have a personal problem with anyone on the ticket? No. Uh-uh. And then he moved on to New York Jets humor for like the next minute to try to get away from from all of that. So and did did we allow? It you did pass like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That, th- that was the good. end of Norm versus the ticket. That was you know you wanted to say you know say your piece about the JFK thing. He got his shots in about how he thought it was tasteless and and that was really it. I don't know if you guys if you and there's all obviously there was always the friction you know. But he was the one that was coming into the enemy's den, so he doesn't want to have his sword drawn. Right. Oh yeah, 
I, I mean, I have, I have to say though, and I've probably heard this that audio maybe once or twice since it happened, um, and I had forgotten what was said and how it went. But that uh, I have to tell you, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. That is, that's actually pretty well handled. It, it on wasn't... everybody's side. Sounded, I mean, nobody sounded bad there. I don't think. No, I don't either. It was just. Look, it was really, really tense at the radio station, and we all, you know, we've only talked about it this week. The norm side of it, how he didn't want to come over there, it was mm-hmm. really tense on our side too, welcoming him in. Like it was weird. He was enemy yeah, number we were, one. Right. We were told this is this is your target. This is who you need to vanquish. Right. And it, then it only would have been worse we were told, if hey, Galloway you guys were over. Yeah. Right. We were told, hey, you know, you guys were successful. You know, Norm's no longer going to be doing morning drive. And the second part of it is now you're going to be handing off to him. We were like, whoa, this is a, it was just such a shock. Yeah. I mean, it made sense and we totally understood it, but it felt like we could not be authentic and just pretend like none of that stuff was ever said on the air and just sweep it under the rug. We had to address it and we did. And I, I do remember my, when I was confronted, when we confronted this on the air, and I said, yes, yeah, so you don't think I'm trash or what I do is garbage, whatever. And he said, well, I, I just don't think it's, um, what did he say? How did he word it? I just, I just don't it, think it's, it's nice to make fun of John F. Kennedy, the dead body of John F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, he said it was tasteless. I, tasteless. And I remember in that moment when he said that, my, my emotional reaction was to be defensive. But I remember my intellectual reaction was, you know what? There really is no defense. I mean, what, what am I going to – I mean, when he's you right. really strip it back. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he's right. So I'm not going to really defend myself on this because there's, there really isn't any defense other than, you know, that's what we did. We knew we knew it was wrong when we were joking like that, but that's part of this subversive yeah, you're old and nature lame. of isn't it. isn't a defense. No. Now, remember the joke that set him off, Dave. Uh, no, I don't remember. It was yes, not me who made the joke. It was Dave that made the joke that set Norman. Go ahead and repeat the line. No, well, I think it all stemmed from a conversation as <laughs> Gordon was maybe theorizing uh-huh. that he could have survived the crash if he had jumped out right before impact. Right. But then we started to talk about the physics and that if you jumped out of a plane that was going 500 miles per hour, you're still going 500 miles per hour, and Gordon had the mental imagery that his shins would fire up through his kneecaps. Yeah. And then I suggested that Uh he would be shrunk down to the size he was when he was saluting his daddy's casket. Yeah. Mm. And that sent Norm to the principal's office. <laughs> that nearly got us all fired. Except for Bob. I would have liked if you guys would have pressed him a little bit on the location of the incident, though. I mean, because... Yeah, like, come on, Norm. Norm would have seen the comedy in that, Gordon. Surely he would appreciate, uh, at that time in culture, that would have been something that was funny. I mean, he could have died anywhere in the world, Norm. Why there? <laughs> Why did God allow it to happen there? So Saturday morning, 28-year-olds could laugh their ass off. 
That's basically. But Davy, uh, it was Davy's line. Yeah. That set Norm off. I want the record to show that. Right. And it, and really, I, I want drove, that on my. I want that on my tombstone. It was Davy's line, not and, mine. And really, that he said, that's it. That's what drove Norm into retirement. In the end. In the no, end, I'm he sorry. couldn't well, take it, it, anymore. It, it, it set things in motion. Yeah, his yeah. retirement. A 23-year motion. <laughs> what a lag time. <laughs> All right, Gordon, thank no. you very much. Yes, Domino hey, can I make a, a yeah, brief yeah, yeah. announcement? Fire Normally away. I do I do uh, Twitch streams at 735 on Thursday nights. I will not be doing one tonight, and so I just didn't – I wanted to make sure I in deference announced to the draft. that. And in no. deference to the draft, yes. I've been in told that I cannot compete against right. the – yes – the, the submarine that is participating in the VA draft. But you will be on the air at 5.30 tomorrow morning, correct? Tomorrow morning, I will be. All right. All right, buddy. We love you. Okay. Love Take you, care. Love you there guys. he goes. Bye. Gordon Keith, the Rams.